The wonderful football Wednesday edition of You Better, You Better rolls on. DeCostos, Ken Barkley, and you here on the BetQL Network, simulcast by our friends at Stadium for the next 60 minutes. In 20 minutes, our pal Eric Eager from Sumer Sports joins the show, giving us his favorite bets for Week 8 in the National Football League. 40 minutes from now, Ken and I will give you a market update as we now have a very busy Wednesday afternoon in the National Football League where Brock Purdy placed in concussion protocol by the San Francisco 49ers, making it very likely that Sam Darnold will start on on Sunday for the Niners as they host the Cincinnati Bengals. And then this news literally coming down as we were wrapping up the interview last hour with Brian Scalabrini and more information presenting itself during the break from hour two to hour three, where Tyreek Hill, Dolphins star wide receiver, one of the favorites to win offensive player of the year, did not practice today with a hip injury. Jalen Waddell was asked if he thinks Tyreek is going to play. He was noncommittal with his answer. And there are now two Tonga Vailoa quotes starting to circulate from uh, from Miami, where I, I think, Ken, and correct me if I'm wrong here. Yes, Alex put the uh, the exact quote here in our chat. If we couldn't have Tyreek against the Patriots on Sunday, that'd be tough, but the show goes on. Somewhere down the line, we're going to get Tyreek back. Those are Tua Tungavailoa's words. So, to me, that sounds like Tyreek ain't playing in the game on Sunday and maybe could miss a couple weeks. We don't know that that's the case. Maybe he practices tomorrow and he's good to go. Also, like, this game moved from 10.5 to 9.5 earlier in the week, and we were like, why did this happen? Like, maybe people, hashtag people knew. I, I have no idea, but it, I think right now, Ken, if you there were a betting market, is Tyreek going to play? I think no would have to be the favorite, right? And we'll bring well on in just a second, but we do have this breaking news right now in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, if this is, like, I we just read to his quote, like, what do you think of the quote? It sounds terrible. It sounds like Tyreek's not going to play and that he could be out for an extended absence. Like, that's what the Tua quote sounds like. I have no information. I just read the quote. And like you, that's what I think when I read the quote. Uh, the mar- As you can imagine, the market for this game, which moved earlier in the week, like, I agree with you. It just this seems like something that, like, would get out that some people would know. Ten and a half to nine and a half. The market is now, the game has gone down to nine. And I'm going to guess, like, that number is going to keep going a little bit because there's, like, very, very not major numbers, not key numbers in the way. So like, I, I wonder where we stop. And uh, and then when he's out, obviously, maybe we move a little bit more. Um, we'll talk about offensive player of the year in whatever, later this hour. I don't have any like great advice because I, I don't know whether Tyreek Hill's out or whether he's playing or not. Yeah, so 40 minutes from now, we will give you like our full breakdown of all of this injury situ- information right now in the NFL. Just like the sickos out there like me. I think Cedric Wilson's the guy to pick up right now if, like, if Tyreek's going to be out. But, like, Chase Claypool's there. Barrios is there. I think it's a mess right now on that Miami my, my, Miami on that Miami offense. All right. Uh, joining us right now to talk about Miami, we'll talk Brock Purdy. We'll talk Sam Darnold. By the way, Will came on the show in the preseason. Like, Sam Darnold, I think, was the Super Bowl MVP bet, right? Was that Purdy might get banged mm-hmm. or and Darnold would come in? Clairvoyance. It's alive. It's a hashtag Will Wednesday here on You Better You Bet as we are joined by the great Will Brinson from CBS Sports, host of the critically acclaimed Pick 6 podcast, writer for CBSSports.com, and you can watch him on CBS Sports HQ and also the CBS Sports Network. Uh, his uh, picks showdown with Jonathan Coachman coming up later this week. We look forward to that, and he is on Twitter at Will Brinson. My friend, welcome back to the show. Happy hashtag Will Wednesday. How's it going? What's up, fellas? Um, pretty, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't blame you for keeping me not off the show while you discuss NFL news. Lord knows I couldn't talk about that. Um, but yeah, Sam Darnold uh, should get the start. You know, we haven't seen a single NFL player be placed into concussion protocol um, either in game or week and play that week, which means that Brock Purdy just ain't playing. Like the NFL after 
the Tua thing last year when, you know, he suffered the, the concussion. They brought him back too quickly. And, like, they changed the rule. They, they, they didn't change the rule. They changed their policy without actually telling anybody, which is something the NFL loves to do. They changed a the policy basically midseason and forced teams to be way more conservative. I mean, in, in a good way, I think. Uh, although from a betting perspective, you know, th- this is one of the things that, not to get on a soapbox here, I'll do it really, really quickly, but like, Nick, I know that you um, were not thrilled about Arthur Smith's uh, playing to playing snap count for B. John Robinson, and rightfully so. And I wrote about it. It's like, you know, like, dude, you take billions of dollars in gambling revenue. You need to hold these teams accountable when it comes to stuff like this where people are betting on these props. In the same way, the NFL needs to, like, make it clear what the policy is for concussion purposes. Last year, midseason, they change it up, and all of a sudden guys are suffer concussion, and they are out for the game. They're not bringing them back like they do. Used to and now, now they're doing it where if you suffer concussion during a game you're in the protocol or you, it happens during the week and it happened with Brock Purdy during the game they just missed it on that quarterback sneak he's not going to play not a single player has come and played the week after they were put to concussion c- protocol because the NFL doesn't want a, a two to a 2.0 situation happening with one of its players so Will, what does that make you want to bet on then on Sunday so I can tell you the market is really stabilized in this game like it was kind of bouncing around and it kept dropping because you have a quarterback injury that was unexpected. Like nobody thought this was going to happen. Seems to have stabilized with the Niners now three and a half point home favorites against Joe Burrow and the Bengals. Bengals obviously off their bye, but haven't looked particularly good this year. Niners have been one of the best teams in football, although they have lost uh, back-to-back games against Cleveland and then Monday night against Minnesota. So Darnold and the Niners, three and a half at home against Joe Burrow. Uh, what does that make you want to bet on? Yeah, I think it's tough, Ken, because you – you sort of walk through the progression mentally on like what's going to happen from the, like from a sort of a a chess checkers or whatever you want to call it, whatever, like, you know, chess, chess match. You think Sam Darnold's, you know, Sam Darnold can run a Kyle Shanahan offense. Anyone can run a Kyle Shanahan offense. Clearly he can get the ball out. But I also think Kyle Shanahan hasn't seen Sam Darnold in live game action. Um, you know, when he's operating his offensive system, he's seen him in practice in the preseason, but never really actual NFL game action. I would think that he's going to want to be a little more conservative, that he's going to want to run the ball more with Christian McCaffrey, that he'll want to get uh, Mason and Mitchell, Elijah Mitchell involved, Jordan Mason and Elijah Mitchell involved as well, and try to sort of feed that offense and, and, keep, and minimize the number of times that um, – Donald can make mistakes. I think we may see, particularly if Trent Williams is out and if Devo Samuel's still out and TBD on those guys, but Lou Anarumo, the Bengals defensive coordinator, probably attacks like he did against Matthew Stafford and the Rams on that Monday night game where he just blitzes Darnold and tries to get pressure because you put a ton of pressure on Sam Darnold and he folds uh, like the proverbial cheap suit. So I would, I would guess that the Bengals will be aggressive in terms of pressure and that the 49ers will be conservative in terms of how they approach approach which i would think that that combination of things would lead less scoring uh i'm inclined to bet the niners although you know i want to go back and look and see how zach taylor's been coming out of the bye i I, anecdotally i feel like he's not great but i I could be wrong about that he's no andy reed off the bye um i I would think i would lean towards the under here because i think kyle shanahan wants to keep everything close to the vest with with his backup quarterback you better, you better hear with Nick and Ken. Wonderful Football Wednesday. We're talking week eight in the NFL with our friend Will Brinson from CBS Sports on Twitter at Will Brinson. Well, let's 
let's assume that Tyreek Hill is going to be out and um, NFL media insider Ian Rappaport, as part of like a larger tweet, like had this in the tweet, the Tyreek Hill status up in the air for Sunday. We read you the Tua quotes. Let's just assume that Tyreek, just for the purposes of this question, and maybe he plays in the game, maybe he practices on Thursday. Let's assume he doesn't play in the game and we're going to hover in between like the seven and eight. maybe it goes down to seven. But we're in this range, right? Would that make you want to make a bet, Will, where you could say, okay, like I'm going to get the Dolphins at a discount and you think Cedric Wilson or Barrios or Claypool can step up along with Jalen Waddell? Or are you like, man, like I think the Patriots can win this game if Tyreek Hill's not going to play. So if Tyreek doesn't play, does that make you want to do something with the Dolphins and the Patriots? Obviously price dependent. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, under would be a pretty good look as well because Bill Belichick, I mean, you know, I'm not going to go through the rigmarole of pretending like I'm the first person to say this, but Bill Belichick um, loves to take away the number one weapon. And if the Dolphins are forced to take away Tyreek Hill themselves, then I think Bill Belichick is going to take away Jalen Waddell and force the Dolphins to beat him with the run game. And like you bracket Jalen Waddle and then stack the box and just try to prevent Raheem Mostert from getting around the edge or whoever's running it for the Dolphins. And then at the same time, beat me with uh, Braxton Berrios and Cedric Wilson. And I can't believe you threw out Chase Claypool as a possible Tyreek Hill replacement. I mean, that could, that could definitely be the case. Like, I mean, he could, he could certainly step up and run a route or drop a ball or something where Chase Claypool allegedly does. <laughs> this guy, James Claypool, we're getting the hell out of here. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I think uh, I would probably lean towards the Patriots. But again, I think with Tyreek Hill out and, you know, knowing what you know about the Belichick defense, which has actually been pretty good against Miami, I think, over, uh, over the last couple of years, even though Tua is somehow undefeated against Belichick, um, the, the Patriots have actually limited what the Dolphins do on offense with Mike McDaniel. Then I think you could see a case where we see maybe a more conservative, same sort of thing with Shanahan, right? Uh, with Mike McDaniel, we see a more conservative approach. You don't, you try and sort of force the Patriots to, to make some moves and maybe Mac Jones makes some mistakes. And then Belichick's going to try to run the ball and, and move it methodically against this Dolphins defense. And isn't that great? I think the under may be a good look as well. Well, the, I can tell you, as somebody who bets a lot of awards, this Tyreek injury made me immediately think like, oh man, like he and McCaffrey are co-favorites for Offensive Player of the Year. Mm -hmm. If he's out multiple weeks, McCaffrey goes to a huge favorite to win the award. And I think a lot of people will look at that price. I was just talking to somebody who's like, okay, maybe he misses the game, but like, I don't want to bet McCaffrey like two to one or like 160 to win Offensive Player of the Year. I think everyone's going to look at the trio of receivers at like 20 to one or more right behind those two players, right? Okay, if Tyreek's out, like who becomes the best receiver this year? And it's Stefan Diggs, AJ Brown, or Jamar Chase. If you had to bet one of those three receivers to win Offensive Player of the Year, let's call them all 20 to 1 right now, just average. Who would you bet on? I think A.J. Brown. But remember, I, I I mean, I believe like a couple of weeks ago, I was on with you guys and said J uh, Jamar Chase was a good look at at, uh, at 20 something to one. He Maybe he dropped out. I, I think I actually joked that I was moving the awards market on my podcast because he had dropped good down ben. to 15 to 1. Uh, that sounds like something I would do. Um, yeah. Still, it checks out. <laughs> Uh, or, or jokes and like if you take it seriously that's fine um yeah i i think that um aj brown's interesting i saw the stat where he's going to trying to become the first player in nfl history with six straight games of 125 or more um you know the the issue with him is jalen hurts gets so many of the touchdowns for for the for the Eagles with the the brotherly shove down there by the goal line that it's going to be tough to really take that away from him. Um, so I think I'd still go Jamar Chase. 
Like this Bengals team, Joe Burrow, the last two weeks before the bye, looked like he was 100% or close to it and that he's operating with a healthy calf. And if that's the case, there's no reason why this Bengals team can't take off offensively. Um, they got another matchup with the Ravens. That looks like it could be a shootout. Uh, you, you just have a, a, a totally different – it's a totally different ball game with a healthy Joe Burrow. And Jamar Chase is a – remember, again, Jamar Chase, Mac Jones was minus like 1,200 to be offensive rookie of the year two years ago. And Jamar Chase went off for 200-plus yards against the Chiefs in week 16, I believe, and completely flipped the awards market, won the award, was the favorite the next day. Like, that's how wildly and how much recency bias is built into these awards. So I would go with Jamar Chase just simply because of his age is. And I love him like I love uh, my, my only son. Um, well, maybe not quite as much as I love my only son, but close. Uh, Jamar Chase is just so capable of those huge, huge games that he can flip this award market on its head. Uh, that being said, like if Tyreek's out multiple weeks, I think you need to get some anything on Christian McCaffrey at plus money. Uh, shout out, by the way, to Robbie, Will's only son. We love Robbie Brinson on the show. Well, let's close with this in about 30 seconds. Okay, uh, bye. Will is, Will, is, Will is from the Carolina. I actually got a couple notes from people that love the okay bye with Will. Uh, 30 seconds. Okay, that's awesome enough. Uh, Will is in the Carolinas. Will is extremely plugged in with the Panthers, right? So we know the Panthers, they go into their bye. They're 0-6, the last winless team in the NFL. Frank Reich hands over, hands over the play-calling duties to Thomas Brown, the offensive coordinator. And Bryce Young and the Panthers will host C.J. Stroud and the Texans here. And Frank Reich maybe wanted to draft C.J. Stroud, but he didn't. And it's Bryce Young against Stroud and 1v2 from this past year's NFL draft. Uh, do you think it's a big deal? right, that Thomas Brown is calling the plays now. Do you think that the Panthers are going to get their first one of the season? Like, what do you think we see on Sunday from uh, the Panthers' offense, and how does it manifest in terms of a win and or a cover? Yeah, I think so. Um, Thomas Brown calling plays for the first time at the NFL level. He has been an offensive coordinator in college before. So this is a big step. I don't think Frank Reich, I don't think Frank Reich wanted to turn it over, not because he's trying to you know keep it like secretly guarded. I think he wanted to make sure Thomas Brown was ready. But there's been so like my mom's texting me about Frank Reich's play calling. Like that's how bad it's gotten. And David Tepper is so aggressive and so involved that this game is enormous for the Panthers. There's so much riding on it. I do think they come out with a great game plan. I think Frank Wright will help Thomas Brown as much as he can to get ready. I think Bryce Young shows out. I think the Panthers get the win here. I think it's insane the Texans are favored. It should be a pick to me. Uh, will on Twitter at Will Brinson, the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports HQ, CBSSports.com and of course, his award-winning appearances on the CBS Sports Network. Alright, uh, we'll talk to you later. Bye. Okay, bye. Bye. Uh, the great Will Brinson here with us on, on You Better You Bet. Uh, interesting answer from Will on Offensive Player of the Year, Ken. This is something that obviously we were talking about in the break leading into the hour here. If Tyreek's going to be out for any amount of time, like, what do you want to do in this market? We'll do a deep dive tomorrow, but we got a couple seconds right now. We'll do it at the end of the hour also. Yeah, just I think it's, look, it's going to be, you know, incomplete information. We don't we don't even know that he's out this week. Like, we don't even, like if, if tomorrow it's like, nah, he's going to play. Then, then you just like kind of bet a lot of stuff for no reason. It's just going to be like, how do you interpret this information? And by the time we know for sure that he's out, then the market gets pulled everywhere. So you're just you're always going to be like, never quite sure what to do. We can go in a little bit more after the break, but there isn't like a right answer to the question. All right, but uh, you know what is right that Eric Eager will join us next, talking all this news in the National Football League. His best bets coming up for Week Eight. Eric Eager with Nick and Ken on the other side. The timing of Tua and Tyreek do it again, and Miami gets back in it. 
at 17 to 9. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by Bet MGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Mike Tirico with the call this past Sunday night on NBC. Will the timing of Tua to Tyreek be in play this Sunday in South Beach when the Dolphins host the New England Patriots? That is very much up in the air. Tyreek Hill does not practice today on Wednesday with a hip injury. That's what the Dolphins are calling it. And Tua Tungavailoa speaking to the media in Miami right now saying that at some point they're going to get Tyreek back. To be fair, some point could be Sunday. So no one's saying he's definitely out. Just like it feels like at this point that like if there were a betting market, it'd probably be more weighted towards him not playing in the game based on that quote from Tua Tungavailoa. Uh, Eric Eager is going to join us in just a second to talk Tyreek. We'll talk Brock Purdy and Sam Darnold and then all of Eric's favorite bets for Week 8 in the NFL. Ken and I will talk about all these topics as well in full detail coming up in 20 minutes and all our bets for tonight coming up in the final hour, the power hour of the show. Matt Moore will also join us in the Power Hour, giving us his NBA bets for tonight. But joining us now is the aforementioned Eric Eager, who does an awesome job for our friends at Sumer Sports. Eric is on Twitter at Eric Eager underscore, and he is the co-host of the Sumer Sports football show, along with former Falcons general manager Thomas Dimitrov, a Tim Scanlon client. You can find that wherever you find your podcasts. Eric, welcome back to the show. It's Nick and Ken. Happy week eight. Nick, Ken, it's, uh, it's fun to chat. I can't believe we're already to week eight. And Eric, I, you know, I, I don't necessarily start with an award question every single time we interview you. I ask about MVP sometimes. This Tyreek thing is just really, really interesting to me just because it's happening in real time and we don't know whether he's playing. I can tell you, I, I'm guessing you don't have the uh, award markets for offensive player of the year open at your fingertips. Uh, Christian McCaffrey has become the new favorite at several places to win offensive player of the year based on this news close to even money on his price. And A.J. Brown's price has now dropped. Also, I think a lot of people like me just kind of covering their bets on whoever they don't have if Tyreek's going to be out for an extended period of time. Like, I mean, impact on the Dolphins, impact on that award market, anywhere you want to take it. If Tyreek Hill misses time, what happens? Yeah, I mean, the Dolphins are probably, I, I think, you know, depending upon where you look, somewhere like minus 140, minus 150 to win the AFC East. Uh, you can get the the Buffalo Bills at about two to one in some places. Like to me, I think that that's where you kind of look, right? The Bills have, you know, the same things that they've struggled with over the past few years, which is winning close games. But for the most part, they can separate from most teams in the NFL. Uh, I think that that's the under, you know, an undervalued part. McCaffrey, interestingly, in the last two games, rushing yards over expected has been one of the the least uh, efficient runners over what has been blocked the last few weeks. And I think that that injury, the oblique, uh, has impacted him more uh, than maybe kind of like the average fan would would notice. Um, You know, A.J. Brown, we're talking about the the second receiver in NFL history with five consecutive games of over 125 yards. Uh, You know, the problem is there is like, as we saw on Sunday night, you know, Jalen Hurts looks a little out of sorts within, you know, the the, uh, movement skills and stuff. Maybe that means he'll throw to Brown more, but maybe that means he'll sit more. Um, so it, it's interesting. I don't think I can buy another player as a hedge. To me, I would just buy the Buffalo Bills uh, to win the AFC East at the number it's currently at. Uh, if you if you do believe the Hill injury is going to keep him out for a while, uh, for what it's worth, uh, Jalen Hurts was not and like 
Nick Sirianni said like he hopes that Hurts isn't going to be limited on Sunday, which didn't sound great. But then Hurts was not listed on the initial injury report for the Philadelphia Eagles today ahead of their game against the Commanders on Sunday. I have the AFC East market up here. If you agree with Eric, Buffalo plus 175 to win the AFC East. Miami's minus 160. And for those hashtag sickos out there, maybe I'm one of them. The New York Jets, uh, 10 to 1 right now to win the AFC East. What are the uh, Patriots? Eric, last uh, Patriots are 40. 40 to win the AFC East right now. They play Miami Sunday. Just saying. Indeed they do. And Eric, I want to ask you about that game. Let's assume, and we don't know that this is the case, let's assume that Tyree Kill does not play in the game. Would you be more likely, Eric, to bet Miami at what, if you liked the Dolphins, you would have to consider to be a discounted price? Or more likely to say, like, I almost, like, price irrespective, this is going to, like, maybe it goes to seven, that you think the Patriots can keep the game close and this Dolphins offense gets, like, nerfed without Tyreek Hill. What would you be more likely to do if Tyreek is out? Lay it with the Dolphins or take points with the Patriots? I would be more likely to lay it with the Dolphins than anything. I mean, we saw the Patriots already uh, give Miami one of their tougher, uh, you know, situations uh, in New England in week two, and they still won by seven. Um, Patriots offense, you're kind of buying them at the at the top of the market right now after at least one game where they were pretty good and two games where they were okay or better. Um, so to me, I think, you know, I, I make Hill about a point, point and a half uh, to the point spread. So, you know, that thing has already been bet down before even, uh, you know, it was double digits on the look ahead. Now, you know, nine and a half is where I was seeing it before this news. So if this thing drops to like seven, I do think you are getting a value akin to, and I know that this didn't win, but akin to Kansas City opening night where that thing opens at seven all off season, six and a half in some places, and then it ends up closing four. Position players in the NFL are not worth multiple points. So that if it got to like minus seven with Miami, you don't the value alone you'd have to take. Eric, the other piece of injury news, I, I, I kind of thought we would be doing this the whole show, and then we got the Tyreek piece of news too, is the uh, is the Brock Purdy concussion story where, and I think this caught the betting market off guard a little bit, certainly caught Nick and I off guard, Purdy suffering from concussion-like symptoms, like in the protocol, and you know all the insiders have pointed this out, Eric, I'm sure you've, you've seen this too, and you probably knew it already because we, we talked about it last week a little bit as well with uh, you know, Jets corners and other players, you're in concussion protocol. Like, you're not playing that week. Whatever week you go into the protocol, you're not playing. No one's done it. No one's come out of the protocol and played. Um, so we, we're pretty sure Sam Darnold's going to start a quarterback for the 49ers on Sunday. This market is kind of settled. Um, there's still, like, a push and pull going on. But really, like, Niners with Darnold, a three-and-a-half-point home favorite uh, against Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals off their bye. The total has dropped to 43, 43-and-a-half. What was kind of, like, your first betting thought, your first thought when you heard Sam Darnold starting on Sunday? Well, it's been interesting because, like, Bengals fans have been, like, awfully chippy for the better part of two years. And as a Kansas City fan, I can't help but notice um, that the the legacy of the Joe Burrow era is going to be one AFC championship game win against the Chiefs. Um, But I I think, like, when you looked at the initial number where it was, like, six and then five and a half, you're thinking the Niners with Brock Purdy, no Demo Samuel – um, possibly no Trent Williams, off a short week in which they just lost to Kirk Cousins, were going to be almost a touchdown favorite to the Bengals off of a bye. That felt weird to me. And then I – so the question is, is how much is Brock Purdy worth? This thing has moved down about two points, maybe two and a half, depending on, upon where you look, but not crossing a key number. That somewhat feels right. But to me, how much of that is just simply the market overcorrecting to the fact that that line was fishy to begin with? 
All right, so interesting thought there from Eric on the Niners and the Bengals coming up on Sunday with Sam Darnold likely to start in place of Brock Purdy and concussion protocol. You better you bet with Nick and Ken on a Wednesday. Talking the NFL Week 8 with our friend Eric Eager from Sumer Sports. Eric on Twitter, at Eric Eager underscore. All right, we've covered the news. Now we can get to some bets that you'll like coming up on Sunday, Eric. And let's go to the desert for this Ravens-Cardinals game. Um, and we got news, Eric, during the interview. Kyler Murray practices today in full for Arizona. That does not mean that Kyler is going to start on Sunday. Maybe we wait until next week to see Kyler Murray, but at least brings into the equation that, hey, maybe this is going to be Kyler Murray, and maybe he plays, and maybe it's not Josh Dobbs. So for now, the market holding at Baltimore is an eight-and-a-half-point road favorite following their demolition of the Lions this past Sunday. Total in the game is 44. Eric, what do you like here with the Ravens and the Cardinals? Yeah, that number's been kind of where it's been the whole time. If anything, the a little bit of Ravens money. Um I I like the Ravens. I, I know, you know, people are going to be like, oh, you're buying them at the top of the market. But for the most part, this team has – they're kind of some bad special teams against the Colts and some bad drops against the Steelers away from being, like, undefeated. And a lot of their wins, especially the way in which Lamar Jackson has played, has been quite impressive. So I, I like the Ravens here. I'm going to continue to assume that the Cardinals are trying to get the first pick until they prove me otherwise. And – you know, even though they they didn't you know they didn't cover against the Seahawks, they hung around. There were some points in the in the second half of that game where, you know, I think a team that is more has more sense of urgency as far as winning would have acted differently than the Cardinals. So uh, I like the Ravens uh, to sort of build upon what they did against the Lions to go to the desert and win and, and cover that number. Eric, curious your thoughts on, you mentioned, you know, we've talked about some line movement and some news stories. There was a, a line move that wasn't really based on on injury news, and Nick and I did it in the first hour of the show. Chiefs-Broncos in their, in their second meeting obviously played Thursday night a couple weeks ago, and the Broncos are getting bet in the rematch to the degree that on the board right now, you can get Mahomes laying just a touchdown on the road against a team that he has literally beaten every single time he has played them for his entire career. So Chiefs minus seven now at Denver in the rematch. The total in the game is 46. Do you agree with that line move what do you expect in the rematch between these two teams sorry i think I, I think i lost you just for a second I, uh, can you repeat that oh i was just gonna say chiefs and broncos with the chiefs laying seven that denver got bet a little bit today do you agree that uh, with the market that denver a little more likely to cover that number or or do you like kansas city in the game yeah i i did notice that movement it was interesting because that thing opened kind of closer to eight and a half so we've already seen kind of a, you know, one, one and a half points. I don't really understand it. I think the Broncos are kind of bleeding players. You know, they lost Randy Gregory, Frank Clark. Um, you know, it, it looks like they're thinking about moving on from Justin Simmons. Kareem Jackson's on a four-game suspension now after a bunch of dirty hits over the first few weeks of the year. I don't really get that one. I think, um, you know, the Chiefs are a very good teaser leg, a very good, uh, you know, just even side in this one. I make the game – I make the game nine, so you know I would tend to like Kansas City. Obviously, I respect the market, but I don't really get where this is coming from. A couple of close games between the teams last last year might be clouding this, but the Chiefs kind of handled Denver covered on that Thursday night without really their best stuff. And I and I see, you know, I think they broke through a little bit on Sunday uh, against uh, the Chargers. So I, I like the Chiefs here or nothing. Yeah, and Kareem Jackson, I think that suspension got shortened to two games, but like still obviously going to be out for this one and like a really dangerous player. Anyway, uh, Eric, let's go to Jacksonville and the Steelers in Pittsburgh. The Jaguars close to a three-point road favorite, like a really juiced two-and-a-half at a two-and-a-half at BetMGM. Total is 42. How are you betting the Jags and the Steelers? 
Yeah, I like the Jags in this one. I know, like, a lot of our friends are, you know, the – have have gone to the window with the Rams last week and the and the Ravens a couple of weeks ago and the Browns in week two and and I I think you can make a case that all of those were good bets even though the Steelers for some kind of reason you know they got out the pixie dust and won those games uh, or in in the case of you know they cover covered first and then won the game outright I, I don't see that happening I think the Jaguars are better. Um, than even I had them preseason. I think that they're uh, they're a better team than the Steelers. I think they outclass them here uh, in Pittsburgh, and 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 you see the final regression of of a Steelers team that has been living, in my opinion, way too close to the edge. Eric, haven't talked a lot today or this week really about the Saints Colts game, and and you talked you know in a couple of the other answers about you know am I buying a team when they're rated their highest, like a team like Baltimore that's coming off a big win, could make a really good argument that you're buying the Saints really low in this game based on like we all watch the Jaguars game. Derek Carr is screaming at Chris Olave like a a uh, like audio recording that was picked up by a ref microphone of that incident got put out today. So there's just bad vibes with the Saints right now, and they're a dog in most places at Gardner Minshew and. Indianapolis, who obviously played a crazy game against Cleveland last week. What do you make here with, uh, call it like, honestly, Indianapolis minus one, the consensus price? Yeah, I, I mean, you can only go Saints here. I know, um, you know, Dennis Allen, if you look at, like, my point spread ratings for coaches, has been the worst, co- you know, coach in the NFL uh, the past few years as far as his value to the point spread. Um, so that's something to monitor. I'm not a huge Derek Carr fan. Um, but this is, like, not a great home field advantage for the Colts. It's in it, it, indoors-ish, depending upon if they have you know the roof up or not. So it's it's kind of the confines that you that the Saints want to play in. Um, I, I do like the Saints here, uh, as much as you know all the stuff that's that's going around them kind of irritates me, including Chris Olave getting caught going like 100 miles an hour on his way home from like a a Chinese the other night. So uh, I'm uh, yeah, I, I think it's Colts or nothing, but it's a, it's certainly a hold your nose. This NFC South has the least projected wins in the NFL. And the easiest schedule so far and the easiest schedule moving forward. This division stinks, but that doesn't necessarily mean there's not value on the on the uh, uh, Saints moving forward. Yeah, I just I just hope the Falcons don't win because I hate Arthur Smith. Uh, Eric, let's close with this. 30 seconds to go. Dallas, a six and a half point home favorite against the Rams, 45 and a half. Any bets in this game here in 30 seconds, please? Yeah, I make it eight. I like Dallas. I think that the Dallas Cowboys are, are a much classier team than the Rams. Come like kind of the distraction with McVeigh having a kid, uh, and we're really happy for him. Uh, but the money's green, so like I think that to me, uh, it's just Dallas here. All right, Eric, eight for the Cowboys. Love that. Uh, I'll be on the other side, but curious to see how the game plays out coming up on Sunday. Eric, we sincerely appreciate the time, as always, my friend. We want everyone to check him out on Twitter, at Eric Eager underscore. And you got to check out the Sumer Sports Football Show with Eric and Thomas Dimitrov. Great breakdown of all things going on in the National Football League. My friend, best of luck with your bets this weekend, and we will catch up with you next week here on the show. Awesome. Take care, fellas. Have a good one. Our pal Eric Eager joining us here on You Better, You Bet. I think Eric is the first person on the show this week that's made a case for Dallas to cover the spread against the Rams. Yeah, agreed. And I I, I keep wanting to ask that Saints game to everyone because I think everyone's going to say, like, Saints are nothing. And I maybe I am going to end up betting the Saints and, like, breaking my rule about Dennis. I just, like, are they, they're going to go off a dog in the game to Gardner Minshew? Like, really? Like, is that is that too far? Maybe it's not. I don't know. Uh, I would bet the Colts. I'm, I'm, I'm done with Derek Allen. Derek on the Allen. other side, on the other side, we'll give you more on Brock Purdy and concussion protocol and the Tyree kill situation in Miami. 
Third and five. Darnold floating one more. He's got it, and he's in for the touchdown. DJ Moore. Welcome back to You Better You Bet. Brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costas and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Kevin Broker on the call last year on Fox. Here's what's like what's crazy is I'm thinking, okay, like Darnold obviously we don't have a highlight from this year. He hasn't played. Like, okay. Is this like Elijah Moore with the Jets a couple years ago? Or is this like DJ Moore with Carolina? Like, what is it? And then he says, uh, to DJ Moore. Okay, two guys who no longer play for the Panthers uh, connecting last year on a touchdown pass. And now, Sam Darnold uh, looking extremely likely, basically like without the official confirmation, like we can basically say, like Darnold's going to play. Purdy's in concussion protocol on a Wednesday. He ain't playing in this game on Sunday. It's going to be Sam Darnold starting for the San Francisco 49ers against the Cincinnati Bengals. And the other like big injury um, situation right now in the NFL, all happening in real time as we're doing the show today on a Wednesday. Tyreek Hill does not practice with a hip injury. There are quotes from Tua Tungavailoa that make it sound unlikely that Tua's going to play on Sunday. Not confirm. Like we can pretty accurately say, Purdy's out on Sunday. I would not say that Tyreek is out with like that level of certainty or even close to it. Like Tyreek might practice tomorrow, just like we think he might be out. We basically know that Brock Purdy's out. So Ken and I have basically hit this with all the guests we have had on with the National Football League. We've given you our takes interspersed throughout as well. But let's give you like a full segment here with the market update on both of those games and other line movement here in the NFL. Jake, bring the music up here and let's give you some more It Move to wrap up our number three. And for the people watching us right now on Stadium, this is our final segment for the day on Stadium. You can flip on over twitch.tv backslash betql. All our bets for tonight, including a loaded slate in the National Basketball Association. Ken, let's start with the Niners and the Bengals where, like, we, again, like, we basically know Purdy is going to be out. So what's the current market update here with Sam Darnold going to start against Joe Burrow and the Bengals as Cincinnati comes off its bye? Yeah, maybe just like a retelling of what's happened during the show. So we get the news, you know, close to maybe four o'clock uh, because we had uh, Pizzola on at four o'clock. And right before he comes on, we get the, all the notifications that Purdy's in concussion protocol. All the hinting is that Sam Darnold's going to play. OK, well, the, the betting market is going to respond really uh, strongly to that information because like Brock Purdy is perceived as a valuable quarterback and Sam Darnold might be fine but this is a drop off and so the Bengals the number is going to shorten you just don't know quite how much right so the Niners were five and a half point favorites before that piece of information came out and uh like line crashed really harshly and got basically all the way to three so the Niners were in most places like three minus 110 or three minus 120 or three minus 115 and then once we reached that point there was resistance where people started betting the Niners then in that situation and basically where we've settled and there's been very little movement in the last like hour hour and a half is Niners three and a half and the three and a halfs are all juiced toward Cincinnati so every time and you know I have the screen up right now every time a book goes to three uh they take San Francisco money and they go back up to three and a half again. So it seems like that's going to be for now your resistance point in the game. That doesn't mean that has to be the resistance point the rest of the week. Just like for right now, that seems to be the point where people will step in and bet the opposite side. It'll go back up again when sometimes it doesn't happen. Sometimes the line just keeps falling and falling and it just kind of settles and nobody wants the opposite side or the line doesn't move that much because maybe it's like, you know, Detroit, Carolina, where, oh, all the Lions are out. I don't care. They're going to win by a million anyway, something like that. Uh, So just a, a kind of an interesting market worth noting that even though there's like a lot of line movement and I just talked for a really long time, we didn't really hit a key number for a long time 
every time we got to three, we went back up again. So we've kind of just been three and a half to five and a half, which is worth something, but it still kind of puts this game in the same range. Niners by more than a field goal, and that's where we are right now. That's the news. Now let's talk opinion here. So we're hanging out here in between three and three and a half. Does this make you want to make a bet, Ken? On, it could be a side of the game, could be a total, could be targeting a number that doesn't exist now, but maybe you think could appear at some point in between now and Sunday. So Darnold's going to play. What bet do you think you want to make, either for a number that exists now or that you think might exist at some point coming up in the next 72, 96 hours? Well, I felt like the five and a half with Brock Purdy playing was maybe an opportunity to bet the Niners at what I called a discount. I think we even clipped out the, clipped off the video and sent it out yesterday. Uh, not that I was like definitely going to bet San Francisco, but I felt like the market was shaped in a way where, because they are the team that had given you two bad results the last two weeks, Cleveland and Minnesota, uh, that you were maybe likely to get a break, what I called a break on the price, that they maybe would normally be rated more than this, and you were getting them in a down period. And we even had, like, I think Baldy came on the show, like, they need to generate more explosive plays. Like, the offense has been really problematic, and Purdy started turning the ball over a little bit more. I would also add like the defense gave up way more explosive plays against minnesota than we would have thought let let uh alexander madison run the ball really well in the first quarter which was like totally unexpected with what the vikings were going to do in that game okay cool like that's all correct and it's great but like over the course of a season i think the niners are probably better than that five and a half number in the game so if i feel like that even if i don't know what sam darnold is like specifically like he's not this exact number this exact rating whatever I'm going to kind of carry that same opinion into whatever adjustment happens for the quarterback if I liked the other number anyway. And also it's Kyle Shanahan, like the dude who's playing Josh Johnson in the NFC Championship game and trying to figure it out. Like it just, it matters. But if I kind of liked San Francisco in a buy low spot anyway, I'm going to hold on to that opinion a little bit. So it's kind of been, okay, like how far down does this go? If it like hits three at a point where I'm not on the air, can can grab my phone, which hasn't happened yet so far. Uh, I think Niners minus three would probably be a bet, like three one ten. We've never really quite gotten to that point, but that also can happen when we confirm that it's Sam Darnold, like one hundred percent. We could still get to that number. And also, like, more to be figured out with the 49ers injury report, where we know Debo Samuel's not going to play in the game. Kyle Shanahan saying that last week. Niners on the bye next week, so giving Debo extra chance to get healthy. But uh, let's check out the status of Trent Williams, right? And, like, these are then, the, and, like, Dre Greenlaw. Like, let's see what the Niners injury report looks like this week. Maybe we'll get an opportunity to lay three with San Francisco. I do agree that I think that's the side that I would like in the game. Although, although... The thought of like, hey, I'm about to click a button and bet Sam Darnold against Joe Burrow. I don't know how good that will feel, but uh, I do feel like that's probably what I would consider doing if and when that number did appear. You better you bet with Nick and Ken. Wonderful Football Wednesday talking the breaking news in the National Football League. Our opinion of it. Did it with a bunch of guests throughout the show. Now we're talking about it. We just did Sam Darnold likely to start for the Niners. Let's talk about this Tyreek Hill situation now. And Ken, if you want to do anything else on Offensive Player of the Year, we can. Obviously, P-squared, B-squared, NFL Awards coming up tomorrow. So the news is Tyreek Hill does not practice today on Wednesday with a hip injury. If you go and like look at the the tweets from NFL insiders, they are all basically saying, and this is I'm paraphrasing, that his status Tyreeks is up in the air for Sunday's game against the Patriots. There's a quote from Tuatunga Vailoa speaking to the media saying, at some point we'll get Tyreek back. At some point could be tomorrow. It could be Sunday. It could be next week. It could be two weeks. We just don't know right now. I think his status seems uncertain for the weekend. 
and that's kind of a big, de- big deal given that he's one of the like the, the like the three or four best offensive players in the NFL, non-quarterback, obviously. Um, so, Ken, where do we stand right now in the betting market with the Dolphins game on Sunday against the Patriots? And any other betting thoughts that you have on this Tyree Kill, um, cloudy uncertainty, murkiness, whatever? Yeah, it's, I mean, what a day for news, right? Uh, Deshaun Watson, Brock Purdy, Tyreek Hill, just bang, 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 like all day, just, uh, you know, being peppered with really impactful, interesting information that uh, that affects betting markets. In this game, <clears throat> and you and I kind of alluded to this already, there was early interest in the uh, in the Patriots at the start of the week. And it, it's not that it, like, puzzled us. I mean, they had just beaten Buffalo. Like, could just be the people wanted them at a big number in the game. They opened 10.5, and, uh, and it got bet to 10 and 9.5 and on Monday. And we were kind of like, oh, that's interesting. Like, people like the Patriots to maybe this is, I always say, like, Belichick gets his team going from October into November. Every single year they play better. Maybe this is finally that kicking in, and they're going to, like, kind of go on a run here, at least play better. Okay, maybe that's it. Uh, or maybe, like, Tyreek had a hip injury and somebody knew. And they just bet the Patriots because they, they thought it was possible he would miss the game and you'd get a really valuable number. So now we don't know which one it was, but it's possible that's what that was. The current market for this game has honestly really not changed since that Tua quote came out and since the insiders up in the air tweets came out. We were like nine, nine and a half in the game. And now we're like nine with a couple eight and a halves in the game, which is like nothing as a move, by the way. Like nine is a dead number. A basic game basically never lands nine. So going from like nine and a half to eight and a half is really like almost nothing like doesn't really symbolize a whole lot like a small movement whereas versus the purdy thing where like we know it's darnold and like immediate two-point move and like almost hit three like that's something really significant this isn't uh but worth noting like if okay like we don't know if he's going to play if he does not play this is like this is the kind of thing where like in my brain i go like all right like set up notifications for tyree kill have like a plan in place for like the 17 markets that are impacted by like uh, what i would consider a long-term absence like miss a game against the patriots dolphins are still really likely to win tyree can come back the next week he can still accumulate a ton of statistics for awards like the dolphins can still win the division like that nothing like a one week absence against a team you were likely to beat anyway is actually kind of a nothing even for offensive player of the year like the season's so impossibly long he can definitely still win with missing one game it's when you start to hear the Tua quote of like well whenever we get him back because then your brain's like all right is there some chance it's a month or like six weeks or something and then you get into like all right now 25 markets are affected by this um because the win probability for the dolphins in a bunch of games goes down and tyreek's probability to win offensive player of the year drops really rapidly after one game so we're not anywhere near there yet like but it's just you you hear the news and you read the quote and you're like all right i at least need to consider the possibility like what would happen if he was out well like who would I bet on? And the answer is, like, I'm sure you're going to ask me, like, what would you bet on? It's actually going to be different for every. Like, what do you like? Who do you like to win the AFC East? Like, you're going to have a different answer than I'm going to have. Who do you like to win Offensive Player of the Year? You're definitely going to have. We're all going to have different answers. No right answer. There is absolutely no right answer for any of that stuff. But it's like, whoever you like that's not this stuff, just, like, have a plan in your head of, like, all right, if he's out for a long time, here's what I would hit. All right, let's talk about the game on Sunday now, the Dolphins and Patriots. And Ken, I'll ask you the same question I asked a couple of our guests that have come on um, this hour on the show. So my my guess is, is that we'll hang out in this range, like a Miami favored by less than 10, but more than seven until we get official news on Tyreek Hill. Maybe it just goes down to seven if Tyreek's out. And maybe it goes back up to 10 if Tyreek's playing. Let's assume that Tyreek's out and like we are seven, seven and a half in that range. Or you're more likely to lay Miami or take the points with the New England Patriots if Tyreek is not going to play. Well, it's worth noting, like, we know Jalen Waddle's not 100%. 
like he you know hurt his back against the Eagles with a heating pad to come back in the game. Like, what do you get from him in the game and Tyreek's out? Like, rut row. Like, that's pretty problematic in terms of the Dolphins, like, doing anything on offense in the game. Uh, that's going to be pretty tough. So, yeah, like, you know, it's it's honestly, like, even though there are injuries, and it's like, well, that should change how you feel about the game. Well, like, the market's moving in most cases. So, however I kind of felt about, like, the teams in the game anyway, that's probably how I'm going to feel post-injury. So, like, I kind of like the Niners. The market's going to crash. New quarterback, still going to kind of like the Niners, honestly. This game, incredibly confused throughout. Okay, remove Tyreek Hill. Still incredibly confused throughout. Like, honestly, like, I guess the Patriots, but I mean, like, nothing with any confidence. I, I think it is the Patriots, if that's going to be the case. If you're watching on stadium, twitch.tv backslash BetQL for the final hour of the show, the Power Hour, featuring all our bets for tonight. And there will be a lot. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. <laughs> on the BetQL Network.